Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights, conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights. My name is Allison Klein. We're coming to you from Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. And I am excited to be joined by Jeff Hollingworth, CMO at Mobile Edge X. Welcome, Jeff. Welcome back to the program. Yeah, thank you, Alison. Great to be back. I think this is our third chip chat together. So. I think so. We keep meeting in different cities around the world, but we won't tell anybody. Yeah, exactly. But the topic, of course, is the same, which is Mobile Edge every single time. And I think that we really hit the Mobile World Congress where Edge has got over that tipping point of being the primary technology of the day and the focus that I'm hearing about from everybody at the conference. Why don't we just start with a definition from your perspective of what is it that people are talking about when they're talking about Edge? It means so many different things. And how does Mobile Edge X interface within that broader purview? The hard thing, I think, about the edge computing conversation is everybody's defining edge from a perspective of what it means to them and their business, rather than asking the question, who is the edge for and why do they actually need it? And I think because of that, whenever you speak to someone, the edge is exactly where they are. If you're an NFV provider, the edge is NFE. If you're a RAN provider, the edge is RAN. If you're selling devices, it's a device edge. And maybe that's not actually that interesting. That the more interesting question is this definition of who's going to use it and why would they actually use it and why do they need it when they didn't need it before. You bring up an interesting point, and I think that I've found with many technology transitions that you do get that perspective of in early eras of technology development of This is what this is because it's where I'm at. And then we get to a point where the industry coalesces around a definition. We saw the same thing with cloud computing. Where do you think we are in terms of the industry coming together and really having a consolidated view of what Edge is and where it offers value across all of these myriad implementations? Well, I think we are starting to see the real businesses the need to have an edge computing solution. And the most close to home example of that is work we're doing from my perspective with a company called Niantic who made this Pokemon Go game. Mm -hmm. And they have 1 billion users that play this augmented reality experience. All of them are mobile. And for them to actually deliver the experience they want, with all of the users in the same location, they're coming to us saying, can you help us put the solution actually on the edge because the cloud is too far away. Right. And then that distance means the gameplay is out of sync and it's not scaling for them. That's a great example of an area where the use case is very clear, right? The use case is very clear in terms of latency considerations that compute at the edge is required. What are the other areas beyond cloud gaming that you would look at as those early beachheads for edge delivery? Well, one perspective to look at the Pokemon Go experience is that if you look at the device, in actual fact, the device is using a camera and it's using environmental sensors and it's interpreting that information with the backdrop of reality and creating something, an understanding for that game player. If you take the device out of a phone form factor, because you don't actually want to hold something and put it up to your head, that's actually the same as smart glasses. 
Mm -hmm. It's a camera and it's interpreting the information around it and it's giving you more information. Then if you take the smart glasses and put it on a robot, it's a robot. And if you give it wings, it's a drone. And if you give it wheels, it's a car. So what we start to see that's interesting is across all of those different devices, it's actually the same backend that delivers the services. It's a backend that can take a video understanding, lots of information, and then in real time create an overlaid understanding, be that visual or be that actually in terms of driving directions or be that in terms of decision making to change something in the local environment. Now I know you guys have been working on delivery of edge cloud software. Can you tell me where you're at with that and how have operators or other customers embraced this software? Well, our perspective is the edge already exists. Mm -hmm. And it exists inside the mobile operators as a result of all of their previous investments and all their cloud transformation. Mm -hmm. The problem is that it's never been surfaced so people can use it. So what we want to make sure, on behalf of our owners who are the operators that have invested that money, is that Edge is not another, yet another infrastructure looking for a reason. We want to use the infrastructure that exists then our software can go and sit on top of it, discover what's there, and then make it really easy for device makers or application developers to actually use it. When you look at where the industry is today and you hear folks talking at Mobile World Congress about what they're delivering, either applications or frameworks or infrastructure for the edge, what are you most excited about seeing at Mobile World this year? And did anything surprise you? Did anything, I was just having this conversation outside. And the answer, I'll give the consensus of the conversation that I agreed with, is that there hasn't been a lot of significant surprises. Mm -hmm. it, it feels like a continuing journey and validation that we're moving into something that you know we call a 5G generation world. I think there's, in the backgrounds, a lot of concern that the business model needs to actually start to improve and change. And I think that's where edge computing is the catalyst that will decide if 5G is going to be a bandwidth efficiency enhancement or whether it's actually going to lead to new business models, new engagements and new participation by the operator community. We think there's about two to three years mm -hmm. before 5G turns up and starts to industrialize everywhere. And either that industrialization will be scaling new business for operators or it will be scaling other people's new business and their solutions outside the operators. Interesting. And what do you think is going to determine those two realities, which one we actually walk down? What will determine it is whether we as an industry execute in that one, two, three years. Because the revenue is not going to turn up then but it's always true. Before you realize something exists, there's people are learning and working and planting the seeds in the field. Once those seeds grow, then the momentum, you can't plant your seeds, then it's too late. Sure. So we have one message for the mobile operator community, and that's to have a sense of urgency. Because outside our industry, 
there are people who are doing the same kind of software, looking at the same kind of problems, and they absolutely work with a sense of urgency. When you make that statement, you talk about, is 5G going to be a speed bump, or is it going to be something that is much more transformative? Where would you bet your money today? Uh, I will bet my money in the first one, two, three years. So before 2021, it's going to be densification and speed enhancement. It's, it's going to be enhancing mobile broadband. Around 21 to 22, there's an opportunity where some of the other characteristics of 5G and the programmability could actually change what an operator is starting to scale as a business. And I would assume that the earlier discussion about edge implementations utilizing cloud infrastructure and cloud frameworks is critical to that second wave of innovation that you're describing. Yeah, that's what we think is going to be the pivotal inflection point. And 5G needs edge much more than edge needs 5G. Edge doesn't need 5G. I mean, we're live in Germany with Deutsche Telekom at the moment. We're deployed with the packet gateways across the 11 regional data centers. And we deliver less than 30 milliseconds to anybody in Germany. So that's something that we would like to see all operators start to investigate, experiment, and learn for themselves. So Edge doesn't need 5G, but we see implementations of 5G growing, and we see interest in those more disruptive use cases solidifying across the operators. What do you think 5G augments in terms of those edge solutions that you were just describing? Well, there's been, ever since we've been chatting actually, over the last five, six, eight years, a large investment from the operator space in introducing cloud into their operations. Mm -hmm. 5G is just the next journey of leveraging the cloud, having microservice architectures, I think the real difference we're moving to is a higher level of programmability possibilities in the network, which means you can, in a very scalable, cheap way, make it do different things. Mm -hmm. And we'll see that turn up with network slicing, we'll see that turn up in the different orchestrations and like the 5G core. Using that programmability to do new business is the opportunity. And it, it would be strange if the industry didn't do that, given the fact They've invested so much money in getting ready for that. That's what we've been saying. So one final question for you, Jeff. It's been a fascinating conversation. You said you weren't surprised by anything in 2019 in terms of what you saw at Mobile World. What do you think, if you were going to send a call to action to the broader industry, what do you think they should be doing in 2019 to surprise and delight once it comes to 2020 Mobile World Congress and we've seen incredible innovations towards that broader vision that you described? So we hosted an edge computing panel on behalf of GSMA, and we purposely invited Microsoft to represent public cloud. Mm -hmm. We invited Samsung from a device side. We had Niantic from a user experience, and we had Deutsche Telekom from a network. Mm -hmm. And the host, which was this Jason Hoffman guy who runs our company, the question he asked is, so why isn't this going to work? And the consensus of opinion was that if we don't work together to leverage the assets, then we'll repeat where we are today. People will work around the operator community. They'll find they'll get very creative, but they'll never benefit from any of those investments in terms of getting to market faster, getting to market 
cheaper. Mm -hmm. And the, the interesting part, we think there's a lot of focus around edge computing on the cloud side. We think the much more interesting discussion is around the device and client side. Sounds like an interesting opportunity for the industry to work together moving forward, Jeff. Thank you so much for being on the program today. If folks want to find out more about Mobile EdgeX, where would you send them for more information? Come to mobileedgex.com. There's a use case section where we're highlighting different applications and businesses that are running in Germany. And then reach out to us. We'd love to chat. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for being on the program again. Thank you. Thank you.